Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction. And free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Corsley Edwards, Jimmer Fredette, Joey Devine, Dewan Summers, Cenarius Thornwell, John Keane, Hilton Armstrong, Domatis Montiunis, BJ Armstrong screwed him, Patreons, Abraham Rink, thank you Adrian and Abraham, Tixibus Deliza, thank you Tixie, Jackson Kim Murphy, thank you Jackson, musical guest, better than Ezra, and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with a brand new episode. I'm here, as always, with America's Uncle Dad, Sean Keen. Sean, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. You're yeah. doing well? That's good. I'm doing um, well. I'm in the middle. Joey, I don't know if you know this, but I'm in the middle of something called Shred for Wed. I don't which know Which is where is. You, um, you try to lose a lot of weight before your wedding, so you look mm. hot in the pictures, and then um, you let yourself go for the rest of your life <laughs> after that. So... Uh, well, good luck. Yeah, I have um, to have a suit fitted, Joey. And they were like, yeah, should we measure you now? And I said, well, you know, we're, and I can't, I, we didn't even mention it. Because even though I was getting my, my body measured for clothing, 
Um, I just mentioned shred for wet and the woman just like looked horrified and is like, we have to take your measurements in the middle of March instead. Mm-hmm. So she apparently really believes in, that you're uh, going to get shredded. Yeah. That I have started eating less bread. And <laughs> I guess, I guess having a dog is making me uh, walk a lot more. But, um, uh, Sean, uh yeah. some business I'm putting on 15 off. pounds yeah. of muscle before this wedding Joey. <laughs> some business off the top here um you can uh subscribe to our patreon at chatterbait.com slash diana emily wait no that's the wrong link oh um <laughs> uh, that's a uh, nba twitter joke for anybody <laughs> who has been on nba twitter today I'm sorry, Fred Katz, that that happened to you. Um, uh, but no, seriously, you can do it at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. You can follow us on said Twitter at roundrockpod. Email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. And uh, am I missing something, John? Go call no. us on the phone at the number oh, right. in the description of the episode. <laughs> Sorry, I was watching Diana Emily's live stream. I got a little distracted. <laughs> She's um, getting a lot of tips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, you know, it's a hard it was it's been a hard couple of days for NBA um for sports media. So I get it. You know, you gotta you know, sometimes you just need to blow off some steam, you know what I mean? What? Uh, We've all been there. Um, Specifically at Diana Emily's <laughs> chat room. Um, <laughs> um, Sean, uh, look, I don't normally do this sort of thing, but uh-huh. something blew my mind uh, this week that I saw. Okay. You know how I... Um, uh, blow off steam is I watch oh, yeah. YouTube shorts <laughs> and I you Sean, were gonna... oh, yeah. <laughs> this is not NBA related, but can okay. I play you the most psychotic YouTube short I've seen in a while? Now I want to make it clear. Um, the YouTube algorithm, I, I watch a lot of cooking videos, but uh, it's set, every YouTube algorithm is sent to Make you a right wing meal prep, uh, Rogan Joe Rogan lunatic, you know? Yeah, it, it's. I think they said something like anyone is potentially like three recommended videos away from Jordan Peterson at all times, yeah. no matter what you're actually searching for. And if you search for, uh, like if you search for things about, like, uh, you know, um, men's morality does not come from fairy tales mm-hmm. or like you should eat something else besides meat and salt. Well, <laughs> you still end up at a Jordan Peterson video. Um, um, so anyway. I was watching YouTube shorts, just, you know, seeing if there were any cool recipes I could Getting make. on that old hate machine. Um, yeah. yeah. Seeing if there were any cool recipes I could make. And uh-huh. it suggested to me this video titled what i'd meal prep for wait what is it called hold on what i'd meal prep for my son for school oh um and it's a like this already it's it's a yoked up german man (laughs) he is 
Uh, like the size of the rock, I would say. Um, so here is my new favorite YouTube video, what I'd meal prep for my son. If I had a son, this is what I'd meal prep him for school. I'd want my son to eat healthy, but still have some tasty food. So starting off with a simple chicken sandwich on whole grain bread, grilled chicken, cheese, lettuce, pickles, tomatoes, and some sauce. Next, a snack of some beef biltong with berries and a banana. And for a second meal, I have this cheeseburger bowl with rice, ground beef, fat-free cheese, pickles, tomatoes, and lettuce. And of course, his note, you have incredible power within you. Don't forget that. Love you, pal. So he just said, I love you to his fictional son? <laughs> to his fiction, he wrote a note imaginary to his, son. <laughs> his imaginary son, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, what's the, what's the thought process between... Because this feels like something that someone says in, like, a tossed-off way. Uh-huh. However, he added music. Like, he... Uh -huh. there, was yeah. a, there was some complicated editing mm -hmm. so he could... Honor. He makes the meal, yeah, um, and packs it in a lunch box. <laughs> in a lunch box, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really weird. Uh, yes, I know. That's why I had to bring it up. Oh my god, it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's a man <laughs> preparing a fake lunch, which also is too much food for a child. By like the way. way too much food. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like a full cheeseburger like, yeah, bowl. How, every I was gonna day. ask you, how old do you think this man's fake son is? Do you think he even imagines him as a baby, or is he like, we Does will start think... the imagining at, <laughs> at 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 weightlifting? Do you time. think he thinks his is, is this kid eight? Because he's at <laughs> lunch packing age, right? And yeah, also yeah, yeah. note from your parent age. So he has. So this, he's younger this than child 15. can read. <laughs> yeah, he can read, but he's also younger than fifteen because, like, by that point, that the kid is on their own for school lunch, right? At yeah, like fifteen, so, right? <laughs> so between eight and fifteen. He thinks this child is going to eat a chicken sandwich that has four full chicken tenders on it that he grilled. <laughs> uh huh. Beef biltong. Great job, great job grilling the yeah. chicken tenders. Like, that shows a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, beef biltong, uh, which is like, um, it's like uh, beef jerky if you're racist. <laughs> uh, and. An entire cheeseburger bowl and several <laughs> berries. I mean, this I guess is... if your imaginary son is the strongest boy alive. Yeah. Oh, um, Biltong's from South Africa. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'm just image searching some product images. A lot of these are like very Illuminati adjacent labels. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, um all right, that's enough about YouTube videos I've seen. I mean, I guess, you know what? Maybe I'll start bringing up some YouTube videos I've seen because something yeah. blows my mind every day. I will um, say, um, I'll, maybe maybe uh, we can pull the audio for this, but uh, did you hear the audio of Iron Eagle getting mad at Mike Fratello? During yes, that video is so old. That video is from like 2014. By oh, the well, then let's delete this part yeah. of the podcast. Why did that? 
it just went viral this week again for some reason. But I looked it up and like Iron Eagle apparently went viral when it first happened and gave an interview like, of course, I wasn't actually mad yeah. at Mike Fratello. He was, was like, you think you'd think I'd say the words gobbledygook if I was actually <laughs> mad? <laughs> well, it's funny because they do so many bits, yeah. the two of them, that it was like it was so baffling to me because uh like every telecast, they do a bit where Mike Portello draws something on the telestrator and Ian Eagle just pretends to not know what he's doing mm -hmm. for like minutes at a time. And the internet was just like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Which by the way, I wanna say I wanna congratulate TNT for finding a really good booth this week that was I and Eagle Channing Fry and Grant Hill. I really enjoyed that, yeah, is com that, that combination. Is that temporary? Is I don't know. Oh, like, I think it was just because there were a lot of MLK games, but that should be, uh, that's they, a good booth. Keep it up. I think, I think it's a Tuesday booth. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. I think they might have been the early game last night. Um, Either way, that good, booth is a good. good combination. Because Channing Fry is, is silly. Well, uh, and like, and yeah, Iron Eagle is... is silly. And Grant Hill is serious, and Iron Eagle can be serious, so he sort of takes it either way, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, they were being very entertaining during a really not entertaining Chicago Bulls uh, Toronto Raptors game. Yeah. Um, just because. The other thing about Grant Hill is he's serious, but he's, I know this is maybe a cliche, but Grant Hill has truly lived a life. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like there was a really funny moment on Monday where, um, who was in the, oh, Penny Hardaway was in the stands in Memphis and Channing uh -huh. Fry was, there he is, my former teammate, Penny Hardaway. And Grant Hill just casually said, he's my former teammate too. And everyone was like, what, what are you talking about? And he was like, 2012 or uh sorry uh he was like 1996 uh 1996 select team we beat the dream team look it up <laughs> um all right um we have some reader mail first before we get to yeah a uh three news stories one sad one infuriating and then some trades <laughs> um but uh, let's uh, hear some reader mail. This is Round Ball Rock Reader Mail. Communications from listeners. Why do we call it reader mail? It is confusing for robots. Um. All right, Sean, what's our question today? All right, our question today. Uh, we have another one that we're we're we're. Saving. We'll but, get to that uh, later. Yeah. What is your El Hafnero asks? What is your dream NBA hair swap scenario? Um, I saw it. It went viral this week. <laughs> uh, it was Trey Young and Luka Doncic. Uh, they <laughs> the there was a Photoshop of them having flipped hair, and uh -huh. Trey Young looked like he uh was like a male escort in like a Tokyo karaoke room <laughs> and like from the yakuza games uh yes and, yes yes uh 
Luka Doncic looked like a comedian in costume. Like one of those shows where... Uh, <laughs> do you remember uh, there was a brief time period where HBO kept showing this weird New Zealand guy's uh, TV shows where it was like a white guy doing brown face? <laughs> Anyway, uh, he sort of like Luka Doncic sort of looked like uh, one of those guys characters or he no, no, more clearly, he looked like a character like he would be a side character on an Alan Partridge show. <laughs> yeah, he looked like a frat boy who was about to be canceled. Yeah, I would say yeah. as well, like 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 a Halloween photo that is going to arise later. <laughs> Anyway, that is absolutely my dream hair swap scenario. Sean, what is yours? You know, I would have said the Lopez twins, but now they've exploited that mm -hmm. concept themselves. So yeah. um, I always think that uh, it's it's funny imagining um, like a totally bald Ben Wallace and then Michael Jordan with Ben Wallace's uh, afro mm -hmm. is really good. Like Michael Jordan, anytime he has like hair, Mm -hmm. It's really disconcerting and wonderful. <laughs> That's how great Michael Jordan is, that the most iconic NBA hairstyle of all time is Michael Jordan having no hair at all. Well, like, Michael Jordan, greatness. I would say what's interesting about Michael Jordan is um, you don't see male pattern baldness men anymore. And it's solely because of Michael Jordan. Well, it's crazy because, <laughs> um, yeah, well... Just imagining, like, okay, I have a question though. Mm -hmm, sure. Um, so I would say the most famous, the most, the last, like, truly like balding and going through it NBA star. I'm Cl gonna say uh, Clyde is Drexler. Like Clyde Drexler. Did Michael yeah. Jordan shave his head bald? To shame Clyde. I know they were rivals. I know he made a big deal about shooting threes in his face in the 92 finals. Was Michael Jordan shaving his head also psychological uh, manipulation of uh, Clyde Drexler's fragile ego? I don't think so. I think he was going bald, looked at Clyde Drexler and said, I don't <laughs> want to look like that. And so yeah. here's the one thing I can do. <laughs> the other thing that's the other thing that's wild is that. Um, Michael Jordan kind of destroyed white supremacists a little bit because well, once Michael Jordan got popular, a white, a balding white guy could then shave his head. And it really took away a, a big signifier that uh, neo-Nazis had going for them. I would say that that was true for a bit. But then every cop in the world started shaving their heads. So now when I see a, wall, a fully bald white guy, I think white supremacy again. Nah, you yeah, know what I, I mean? Guess, it's gone full circle. <laughs> you know, you can actually read more about that if you um, Google uh, LASD gangs. And there are, you can learn about the gangs of uh, L.A. sheriffs who shave their heads. That's the mm -hmm. main thing yeah. you'll find if you... Google that. You can see that uh, I think it's 40% of L.A. cops, in fact. So just 40% police, LASD gangs. You'll learn all about hairstyles of uh, the police. Sean, um, did you know in the new Bosch book, 
there's a uh, period where Bosch actually Googles LASD gangs. Yeah, yep, I I did. I just I just read that one actually. It is a nominal Lincoln lawyer book that is. Uh, it's Michael Connolly keeps pretending he's not going to write more Bosch books. Yeah, and, then... and like has almost killed him a few times, and then. Bosch is so strong that he just infects every yeah. spin-off book that he Michael Connelly tries to do. He introducing new characters and then deciding, no, this is a Bosch book now. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, the other thing I noticed about the new, the new Lincoln Lawyer book, Resurrection Walk. Um, it's good. It's a good one. But uh, it's definitely more of a Bosch book than a Lincoln lawyer mm-hmm. book. Yep. And it continues the trend of very dramatic off book things happening to Mickey Holler, mm-hmm. the Lincoln lawyer. And you have to figure out, are you being withheld this information or is this something that happened in a Bosch book that you didn't read? Um, uh, except we've read them all. So now it's just, they're just happening off book. Uh, yeah, they're all yeah. happening <laughs> off book. Like very dramatic things happen to him. Like he did rehab out of a book, his very exciting campaign for district attorney of Los mm-hmm. Angeles, something mysteriously terrible that broke up his pandemic reunion. Um, yeah. Well, no, that no, one's no. like a surprise. Like it's a, it's very strange. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, the other thing about Lincoln Lawyer books is that um, uh, Michael Connolly has made a real effort to have him do a different kind of law. Like he's a prosecutor in one book. Mm-hmm. He's a defendant in one book. He's doing mortgage stuff. And this book, uh, he's like very limited for how unexciting this is, but he has to do a habeas petition. Yeah. So usually, usually all the twists and turns are like thugs beat him up. There's a jailhouse Mm -hmm. snitch. And this one, it's like, actually, the rules of evidence are very complicated (laughs) for a state court petition. Like, he has to prove relevancy and he can't allege ineffective assistance of it's like it's so and it's it's accurate it's just um a weirder kind of drama because well, um, i actually think it we're reviewing yeah. the lincoln lawyer new lincoln lawyer book, but i actually think it works really well in his favor because like the rules of law end up being working as plot twists yeah it's, it's great it's like having having you know, worked on some habeas petitions, by which I mean copying and assembling them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is very frustrating, and yeah. there's a lot of paper involved. The Lincoln lawyer gets very mad when uh, a lot of evidence that is uh, uh, exonerates his client gets thrown out for minor legal reasons in this book. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, he does. Um, all right. Uh, Sean, when that's... That's our time again. Google LASD gangs. And then also, of course, uh, Google the justice system isn't fair. All right. Um, (laughs) uh, Let's go to the news, Sean. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball News. For humans and robots, trust the process. Uh, a weird week for NBA news, Sean. Um, 
Uh, where do you want to start? Let's let's start with the sad one. Okay. Uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, assistant coach uh, Dayon Milovic, uh, Milovic, uh, Decky, <laughs> uh, died uh, on Monday or on Wednesday. Um, after he went to a small team dinner in Utah. And he had a heart attack, and then they were not able to revive him. Yeah. And uh, the Warriors are um, so sad they're postponing games. Uh, it's really horrible. Uh, our friend Katie Heindel talked to Decky at one point, and she loved him. He was very fun and very sweet. It seems yeah. like everybody loved him. Sean, yeah. um, you had a few things to say about his career. Yeah, yeah. He was um you like looking at him, you would not have thought that he was like a former star player because he we 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 here do not see a lot of uh like aging athletic Serbians in our country, but uh he was a really good power forward, even though he was uh kind of short. He seems like he was like yeah, he's like six, the white five. Charles Barkley they called of Serbia. Him the Serbian Charles Barkley. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he was like the MVP of his league a couple times. He won Eurobasket one year in Serbia, um, and then he became a coach at a, a team called Mega in mm-hmm. Belgrade. And I think one of the reasons people love him so much is that so it's like a two part thing. So he was he was Nikola Jokic's coach, and he basically turned the team kind of into like an NBA draft pick factory. Mm-hmm. I think, I think he had like 11 guys drafted, but even before that, um, when NBA people would come into Serbia, he was in the capital of Serbia. And so I guess he was just like the nicest, most fun guy. So when NBA people would come out, they would always hang out with Decky. And uh, so he had just built up this tremendous amount of goodwill. And then I think he went to a Montenegro, he like took over a Montenegrin team at midseason and then won the Montenegrin Cup and the Montenegrin mm-hmm. League as well. And uh, I will say we are often rough on uh, Warriors owner Joe Lacob and his possible nepotism hire children. But uh, Kent Lacob insisted that Steve Kerr uh, interviewed Decky before the 2001, 2002, 2021, 2022 season. And uh, I guess he like was so he, I mean, he's a really good coach, but also just was so personally delightful that Mm -hmm. Steve Kerr was like laughing in his interview and just be like, we gotta get this guy over here. Uh, And apparently he taught Kevon Looney how to be a monster rebounder too, because Mm -hmm. that was not something that Kevon Looney did before that year. So um, really beloved. Um, especially for uh, players from the Balkan region. Everybody really liked him. And it's just, it was, an, it's always like very sad when that happened, but uh, because they were in Salt Lake City, basically like the whole, the whole team, the whole staff um, were all there because normally there are like places to go. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, we're not skipping this team dinner. Where are we going to go? And they could have gone to, God Sham God's house, obviously. God Dad Sham Dad's house. Our friend yeah, Greg Foster. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say he's in Dallas. Um, yeah, he is. Uh, he that would be weird if they hung out of us. Uh, the coach of another team. Um. So yeah, they've canceled two games. I it's, I think they'll probably be back next week. The Warriors had four days off after 
uh, the Friday game, which was canceled after the, and the Utah game was also canceled. So I think that was a really good move by the NBA as well, just because, I mean, it's just different when everyone like literally witnessed it too. And so, um, yeah. Uh, and I also kind of think that this is gonna, I mean, not to, not to immediately switch to the basketball part of it, but I also kind of think that this might make the Warriors, um, I, I think this will make the Warriors maybe like uh, hone down. I, I feel like they're going to ride out the season now. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there's going to be like a lot of blockbuster. Yeah. Can they deals. just all get, can they just forfeit the rest of the season and take it off? This is. I mean, it's horrible. it's just, it feels, it's just awful. And yeah. like. It feels so stupid to, to that, like about the day like, before trains. it was like, oh, yeah. can they get? Oh, what can they do? And it's like, um, I just, I just think that, um, in general, I do think that the Warriors tend to sort of respect players, human. I, I think they'll be like less weird and more of just like a normal like people instead of. Weird transaction. I mean, I monsters. would say we'll see because that felt like a Bob Myers thing to me. Um, yeah, we'll possible. see what Mike Dunleavy's uh, deal yeah. is because I'll tell you, his dad would be trading a dead guy <laughs> um, if he could. Um, all right. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, thoughts and well, I'm not gonna say thoughts and prayers. No, he just he seemed like he was peace. a great guy. He seemed like a great guy. He had a family, um, very young. It's too sad. Yeah. Joe um, Lacob, give his family a lot of money, too. Yeah. That's the way. That's what you do. Yeah. Be a good billionaire. Uh. All right. Now, where do we go? Do we go infuriating or do you want to talk trades? Let's talk trades. Okay. Trades. That's right. We're talking about trades. Slash cap space URLs. You remember we talk about cap space all the time. The program slash cap space. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com/woj. Woj to get 10% off rights to euros that are never coming enter code nba at checkout for twenty dollars off your first order expiring salaries and if you missed it we launched the recapables billions podcast on our recapables feed treating people like their assets and not people ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. Well, Sean, it finally happened. Masai finally got rid of the man who wanted to stay in Portland. I mean, in uh, Toronto forever. Sean Pascal Siakam got traded to my Indiana Pacers. That's right, Joey. For, Congratulations to you and you and Pacer Nation uh, for Bruce Brown, Jordan Nora, twenty twenty the uh, Pacers twenty twenty four pick. Probably the 
Clippers 2024 pick. It might be OKC's though. It might um, be Houston's. There's four different picks yeah. it could be. I'm I think the Clippers will probably have the best record of these teams. If I um, guess. I don't know. OKC pretty good. Um their 2026 pick and Kyra Lewis. I think um, it's Kira, actually, Joey. It's Kyra. Oh, it's Actually, Kyra? Yeah. Well, it's Kyra. You're right. It is Kyra. I yeah. just think it should be Kyra. You're right. No. Jesus. Uh, well, if he'd ever gotten on the basketball court, no. I would have. Kira Boy. is not one of three women I worked with at the pub. Kira Lewis is not one of three women I worked with at the Bubba Gum Shrimp Company between yeah. the years 2005 and 2011. I always, um, I always just remember it's not how I think it should be. <laughs> Sean, do you like this trade? Uh, Joey, I love this trade. <laughs> I love this trade for uh, the Pacers. It kind of feels like, yeah, I mean, this is probably a unique experience for Toronto Raptors fans, but it feels like they waited a little too long to get rid of a player mm -hmm. and well, maybe and got a disappointing return. Well, and an interesting thing is, is like we were talking to our friend Sean Woodley. We keep bringing him up mm -hmm. on this in this off. This Raptor man himself. Raptor man, that's uh, what they Sean call him, Woodley. Raptor man. His, and, that's what his nickname is. Refer to him as that on social media. And he, he just kept saying like, "Oh, they're gonna hold out for whatever, what uh, the biggest possible thing they can get because they'll just extend Pascal." And I was like, "You are high." <laughs> Literally, their also, GM. Yeah comes out every summer, three summers in a row, and is like, I hate Pascal Siakam. I want him gone. Well, they um, they just, they, they didn't talk to him for the whole summer, which is, which either means uh, the team's mad at you and wants to move you, or your head coach is Monty Williams. Those yeah. are the two times that the team just ignores you for the summer. Um, but yeah, um, Sean Wood, Sean Woodley, or as most people call him, uh, Grampy905. You can also call him Grampy905. Um, but uh, it, so what was interesting is that it took so long and Toronto made it so awkward, but it sounds like this was coming for like at least six months. Yeah. Because, so there's, the, the the GM of Indiana has basically been like recruiting Pascal his whole life and was talking about how uh, how much he liked him when he was picked. It was like the 27th pick or something like that yeah. in the first round. Um, and I guess Chad Buchanan was in somebody's front office. I think it was Sacramento's. No, it was whoever traded Malachi Richardson to Sacramento. I think it was maybe the Pelly. I think it was with New Orleans. Um, boy, that didn't matter. Um but uh, Rick Carlisle made it like really clear that he was voting for Pascal for the all-star team. Mm -hmm. And that kind of weird trade where um, Indiana just sort of traded Chris Duarte mm -hmm. to the Kings for uh, not that much. Yeah. I want to say um, basically they were gearing up to get Pascal. Second. Even like the Bruce Brown signing where it was like, wow, that was a lot of money for Bruce Brown. And there's a team option on the second year. And it's like, well, it is actually the perfect contract to trade for someone who makes a lot of money. So mm -hmm. uh, all the signs were there. And um, uh, once again, this teaches us that free agency doesn't matter very much.
Mm-hmm. It's like I the will real... say though. Yeah, go ahead. It's very clear to me that Masai is just going to turn around and trade Bruce Brown for a first round pick. So they're going to get a lot of picks. Um, right. Just it's just not good ones necessarily. Like these 2024 picks are going to be very late. Well, um, and in a know, draft that everyone says stinks. Here's the other thing. Okay. You're the Indiana, the Indiana Pacers, uh, Basically, the entire team is uh, 25 years old or younger, except for Buddy Heald, mm-hmm. I think. Something like that. Uh, do they really need to be adding 19-year-olds right. on guaranteed contracts right now? It's like, no. Um, you're almost better off. No, they off. need to be teaching Benedict Matherin how to play both offense and defense. Yeah, and I mean, that's a that's a process. But yeah, it's like they, they have all these young guys. They didn't have to trade... Anyone that was part of the team's future, no offense to Jordan Wara, but I don't know if he was a foundational piece there. Um, he's a fun player. He's very he's a fun player. But But um, uh, yeah, like uh, they they sort of didn't get rid of anything they needed um, yeah. for this. So I like this trade for both teams. Um, yeah. Actually, it's I think it's well, good I trade. don't I don't like it for the Raptors. Well, I, I mean, mean they're like, what, they're what, restarting. I guess um, so. It's around, just they're the, building around Scotty, baby. But yeah, with the 24th and 28th pick in the draft, like no, great, but they great can haul. they can trade great they can haul. trade those uh, or whatever. Like you know, um, I mean, not for very long <laughs> on draft night. I mean, they can they can get some stuff for him. They'll be fine. I um, I think this trade stinks for Toronto. <laughs> they could have traded him last summer. Like, well, yeah, they would have like, gotten more for. If they traded him last summer. They were yes. desperate to hold on to this play-in team. And also, like, weirdly, like, wrangle with all their players before they leave town. Like, why do they have to be like that? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> like, uh, um, yeah, it also reminds me, um, OG Ananobi also was not really ever heading anywhere but the Knicks, I think. Well, let's talk. Let's wait on the OG talk for the end of this. Let's let's do Indiana's side first. Um Okay. Okay. Sean, so when now, was the last time Indiana traded for a star? I mean, I I literally think it was when they traded Ron Artest for Pedro Stoyakovich. <laughs> and Pedro's like I guess well, that's not good. Of, <laughs> yeah, that was like 2006, I think. Mm-hmm. But they also I mean, arguably... Ike Diagu was a PER star. That's true. That's what? true. Okay, so it was Ike Diagu was <laughs> yeah. the last trade, but that was still 2007. Um, no, they they're really good at trading for guys who turn into stars. Yeah, they like like don't like it sounds Sabonis. Like, well, right, they got Victor Oladipo and Demontis Sabonis, two future all stars, but that was like a trade where they traded a guy who then was third in the MVP voting the next year, you know, something like that for Paul George. Um, and, you know, they got Jermaine O'Neal, but they traded uh, Trace Jackson Davis's dad to do that. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, biological dad. He, he, he kind of considered, I think the other guy's more, whatever. Yeah, I don't it's... need to get into that. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Cause I, like when when has Indiana gone star hunting? I guess like trading for Chris Mullen in 1997. That yeah. was star hunting. Um, and then I guess they. Well, I mean, trading, trading for... for George Hill was kind of 
Indiana star hunting, you know. No, that's he, not us. No, no, no. But if you remember right, um, he was a star in Indiana because he oh, went to know, IUPUI. I know, but I'm, I'm talking about like trading for an all star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not, of course, not your of course, fourth. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. But also, that team really needed a point guard at the time. Uh, <laughs> I mean, definitely worth trading Kawhi Leonard for that. Guy. Yeah, no, not um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, George Hill was a guy that had a tremendous amount of value because he literally went to college in the city uh, he was traded to, which I guess matters. I don't know. For, for um, what Hoosiers it does. But um, like, is there like a really big IUPUI community? I guess, is George, did George Hill go to high school there too, maybe? I think he did, yeah. Okay, uh-huh. well, I mean... <laughs> uh yeah i guess they traded for ron artest and brad miller but i actually think that jalen rose was the bigger star in that trade yeah leaving. i think you might be right so it's just jalen rose just, was not the year before applying for a job at circuit city to get the yeah. employee discount <laughs> yeah that's that's a very good point uh and he listed the chicago bulls as his references which is how they found out when well, circuit city is like I mean, you... hey uh is ron a good employee can we trust Although this you guy? could argue, like, no, you can't. Also, he can't take this job. Um, you, you could argue at the time any white big man in Indianapolis was a bigger star than any non-white big man. Yeah, that's true. Brad Miller, Brad Miller, they're like, the the prophecy has been fulfilled. A, a passing white big man? What? Um, Sean, how do you feel about the Pacers' chances now? I love them, Joey. Because, okay, so there's a couple factors, but, okay, Pascal Siakam may not be the same defensive force that he was before. But on the Pacers, uh, he's tremendously valuable because I don't know if he can really still guard one through four, but he could Mm -hmm. probably guard one through four better than anybody else on the Indiana Pacers Mm -hmm. for sure. So I am not smart enough about basketball to know what kind of scheme they are playing exactly. But Indiana basically doesn't let anyone shoot threes or they're so bad at stopping twos that people don't even bother to shoot Mm -hmm. threes. I have a feeling it's the second one, but um, Miles Turner is a good defensive player. He just needs like literally. Miles Turner was literally a depoy candidate. Like, Two years ago. He has led the NBA in blocks twice in his career. Uh, well, at least blocks per game. Um, but Pascal basically now, I have a feeling they will start doing this, but now he can switch on to whoever, whoever Buddy is supposed to go. Or, or Buddy Heald are just letting yeah. Uh, go. Yeah. Like it's either it, and it, you know, it kind of can be anyone. And I think... I think Neesmith is okay at defense, Joey. Yes, he's actually good. He's pretty good at defense, yeah. And basically, there's so And Matherin so good. should be good at defense eventually, I would think. He's athletic enough, at Yeah, least. they have a lot of good athletes. Um, but also, um, just like the nature of their team, it's really great to have a guy that uh, is kind of unstoppable within 10 feet of the basket because they they have a lot of guys who drive to the basket but they don't really have a guy who's gonna like post somebody up and then go past them and 
when you have Miles Turner, it's not a big deal to have that guy because Miles Turner can shoot 15 footers and kind of shoot three. Right? Yeah. He can shoot three. It's like 34% or whatever. Yeah. So I just think he sort of solves both of their biggest weaknesses and he gets to come in for like, I don't know when Tyrese Halliburton's going to be back, but it's only like a week or two, I think. And he can kind of cook. And well, also, he's Pascal... also one of the better players that like we like, you know, the, the it'd been so long since the Raptors had like a scary point guard. But when yeah. they did have Kyle Lowry, he was really good at going downhill four on five. Like, yeah, one of the best NBA players at it. So he's that... like a six, eight dude with long arms and uh, he's a really good passer too. Mm-hmm. He, I think he gets like six or seven assists a game, probably in the middle there. Um, uh, yeah. I, I just think he's the ideal fit. And I mean, I guess it's risky to give him a five-year extension, but not really. Like yeah. who else is Indiana giving that money Oops. to? Yeah. He's turning 29, I think, this year. Yeah. So, so you'd have him like season. to age 34. But like, yeah. there's just a certain amount. Like, were they signing a free agent? No. Mm-mm. You know, they can. This well, is. A... They, they thought there were rumors they were going to sign Paul George. <laughs> yeah. He's, I see. Like, the thing is, like, every time. So, Joey, do you know who the, the, the top available free agent who's actually going to be a free agent? Oh, actually, we'll we'll talk about this at the end. Sorry, but uh, yeah, I I just think it's it's like a no brainer, and they at least one of those first round picks they probably just didn't even want, if not mm-hmm. more. So, um, and the other thing I like about it is that Bruce Brown got paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's cool. He's really he's really the best, <laughs> and Toronto's gonna love him. Um, there, there's like a, there is a possibility. I don't think it will happen, but they could go into the season with Bruce Brown next year. It's not like Indiana has a lot of, uh, sorry, Toronto has a lot of contracts on the board. Like you, if they're really kind of rebuilding, they might just hang on to him until I don't know. It, probably it's more valuable to trade him now, but he was. Uh, a real raptory guy, I gotta yeah. say, watching him play with those guys. I think he was like a plus 17 or something last night. Yeah, he looked great. Yeah. Um, I still think Masai is gonna trade him, but we'll see. Um, yeah, then we had another trade, Sean. We did <laughs> weird one, a real weird one. Yeah, um, why don't you tell us what happened? <laughs> so, uh Normally, this is the time when uh, contenders start heating up. These two teams are maybe the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's rare that you see teams this bad make a deal this late in the season. But they did. Uh, Detroit stocking up for their run at not being the worst NBA team of all time. They traded with the Washington Wizards. They acquired Danilo Gallinari and Mike Mikey Jaws Muscala for, to the Washington Wizards for Marvin Bagley III, Isaiah Livers, and two second-round picks. Why? Well, I mean, yes. Uh, they are dumping... Marvin Bagley the third's large contract yeah. for next season. And the Wizards are just like, we have no idea what we're doing here. 
Uh, there's like one guy on the roster who's in their long-term plans. Is that right? Who who are the keepers? Bilal Kulabeli is like the one guy, right? I guess Denny. He's good. Denny Denny got they, an extension. I don't think. I don't think. Denny's but they trade him in a second, players. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they just. Uh, yeah, I think it's Bilal. I think that's the only guy who you could, who is a probable. 2005 25 26 washington Wizards. so Mm -hmm. uh they i guess they were like we'll take two we'll buy two first round picks for the 17 million we're playing marvin bagley and like he's not really blocking anyone on the team right yeah and detroit at least now is down to like five centers instead of six (laughs) i mean it's well mescal is a center um, yeah, but you don't have to play him. <laughs> I think they're like, playing him a lot, dude. He was wait, their ba- what? He was ahead of James Wiseman in their first game. Well, I that's. Think. Uh, but they have. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe they're like this is what we sort of imagine yeah. would happen if Yogi Stewart was a, not Yogi Stewart. Yeah, um, in his first game, Sean, Beef as Stewart. a as a Piston, he played 15 minutes. He went over four. Did... Why he did had that happen? Three rebounds, two assists, two blocks. He was plus six. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Maybe they were. I, I don't. I don't understand anything here. <laughs> Look, James Wiseman got a DNP. Markeith Morris didn't play. Who are their bigs? Duran Stewart. Duran and Stewart are still starting together. Mm-hmm. And then. Muscala was their other big off 14, the bench, and 14. Kevin Knox. I guess if they they must have been playing him as a big, yeah. Um, but yeah, they DMP'd Gallinari, Joe Harris, and Wiseman. Um, How's Gallinari? I don't even know if Gallinari's been playing this year. He's played a well, little bit. I, he's been playing he's a, played a pretty bit. decent yeah, amount, yeah, actually. Yeah, fifteen minutes again. It's, I mean, it's it's still the second year back from his ACL. Uh, I don't know. I hope he does well. I hope he gets to play. He's been cleared to play, though. I don't know. Um, I guess Monty Williams' weird lineups can now be explained by getting enough from Isaiah Livers that it only cost two second-round picks to ditch Marvin <laughs> Bagley. Um, that was not a great pick by the Sacramento Kings, Joey. Uh No. They uh, could have made some other stronger yeah. choices in that draft. Look, Vlade ahead of Luka Doncic and Trey Young. The only reason they didn't take Luka is because Vlade had thought his uh, dad was soft. Yeah, something like that. Um. Anyway, um. Well, you got a question about this trade. Uh, oh, the great. real okay. Mister Benst asks, not that Mikey Jaws is a piston. Now that Mikey Jaws is a piston. Will he start battle rapping in the eight mile part of Detroit? And Sean, you have some yeah. news on this one. I you obtained have some, inside, some uh, I obtained info. some audio actually. He uh he did have a rap battle. He um he actually won the coin toss and uh there was a rapper from Washington DC. He said, Let that bitch go first. Okay. Well, and uh, we have the audio of it, yeah. Put your hands up if you a 
up at MB3. Look, look, now while he talks tough, notice that this son don't know how to post up. This dude 6'7", but he never dunks. Can't believe he's ever been on the walls. One win, two win, three wins, four, four points, three boards, two stocks. Don the Thunder thought he was Nick Collar, son. This guy's career is down at the two block. Can't believe the Gatamella gave up Zubach. He's so white he could be a grand wizard, but I know what he's gonna say about the wizards. The wizards do stick, the dudes are fucking bums. The owner has to play Agatha to come. Jordan Poole's always acting a fool. They did build the team about a pretty boy named Kyle who got done for Devin Booker while he was with Kendall for a while. They do blow all their draft picks all the time. They did fuck up the arena deal. I'm still here screaming, we did Bradley Beal. Don't be happy because you left DC. You have no idea of their misery. But I know about your history. You went to Bucknell, that's a private school. Major in Spanish dog, it's getting rusky. He says he's Mikey Jaws, his real nickname's Musky. 200 pounds, this guy is husky. I think he's hotter than Edward Musky. This guy don't wanna be in the lane, he's not gonna throw his ass on such thing as stretched out fives. He's scared he's going to basketball hell. Fuck the Patriot League and fuck Bucknell. Fuck a beat, I'll do it a cappella. Fuck Minnesota, fuck the Hawks, fuck a white rapper, fuck a salary dump, fuck pigs, fuck trade exceptions. He's only in the league because he's white, he's no exception. There's not going to be a Detroit Pistons redemption. His facial hair also sucks, forgot to mention. Wow. Wow. Um, I will say... That guy knew a lot about the 1968 <laughs> Democratic presidential really primaries. Did. Yeah, that was um, weird. Sean, I I heard say... Mikey Muscala didn't even... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, Sorry. Marvin Bagley's actually a good rapper. This is like one of our first good for bad rapper trades, right? I'm um, not it... going to say that Marvin Bagley is a good rapper, Joey. Well, he's a better rapper than Mike Muscala. Well, like... yes, but you are too. Uh, no, that's not true. Um, but I believe but our yeah, friend Julian Rodriguez actually said he believed Mag Marvin Bagley was the best rapper in the NBA at one point. Wow. Okay. okay. Um, I think I might have that wrong, but we'll learn. We'll 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 hear from our friend Julian. I do think um, I do think Marvin Bagley puts in a lot of time mm -hmm. to it. He's like, he's just probably fine, you know. Mm -hmm. Like your and, friend at work that freestyles, like that's him. Yeah. And also, are you, Sean? Question for you. Yeah. Are you um the first uh man from Pleasant Hill in his forties to rap a freestyle over the Shook One's beat? <laughs> I wish I could say <laughs> that I was. Um, okay. Um, well, I mean, Tom Hanks lived in Pleasant Hill for a little while, so. Oh, I mean, Chet Chet Hanks not forty. No, I mean I'm the I am I am the correct age that I think many of my peers have freestyled over uh the Shook Ones part two beat. Okay. Um all right, uh finally, Sean, our last story Ooh. is a horrible and infuriating one. I wanted to mention the OG trade last because Oh yeah. Um Though Knicks have been unstoppable since they traded for OG Ananobi. They've yeah. been so good. And um, Knicks fans aren't allowed to have nice things because their owner is a huge piece of shit. So, of He's course, terrible. James Dolan has ruined all the good vibes the Knicks and their fans had this season because... Um, he's being sued for sexual assault and trafficking, Sean. 
Do you want to run us through this horrible story? Yep. Uh, okay. So uh, the a former uh, a massage therapist who was formerly employed. Uh, oh my God, Jesus Christ! I missed this part of it. Mm-hmm. She was a licensed massage therapist. I thought she was a licensed massage therapist for JD and the Straight Shot. No, no, for the Eagles. For the Eagles, which is already we should say a thankless, horrible job. <laughs> Having to deal with those assholes every day. And then on like top touching, of it, JD touching, and the straight shot. Like, touching Glenn think? Fry. I'm just saying, I think Don Henley's back is the worst. Yeah. Like Joe Walsh, at least it's kind of fun. And like, yeah, Joe Walsh, like, only whoa, whoa, good whoa, member some, of the Eagles. Or some heroin came out of there. You know, I don't think he did heroin, but like, probably kind of smells like whiskey. He's nice, I think. I don't know. He knows Drew good Carey. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, so a uh, 27-year-old massage therapist was working on tour for the Eagles and uh, JD's and the Straight Shot, James Dolan's horrible, horrible band, opened for them. And 58-year-old James Dolan allegedly used his power and influence on the tour to repeatedly and manipulate Pressure Croft to submit to sex with him, basically saying, the Eagles are going to fire you unless you do this. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm going to say maybe he said it while strumming a guitar. He definitely was wearing a terrible hat. Mm-hmm. Um, then when the tour traveled to Los Angeles, James Dolan flew her there, even though almost no tour members actually signed up for massage appointments. And he orchestrated a seemingly random meeting between her and Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. in a hotel elevator, which is where... Harvey Weinstein uh, did what Harvey Weinstein does. And he did his move where he wears a loose bathrobe, gets a woman to his hotel suite, and then sexual assaults her. Uh Uh, And then when she told Dolan of the alleged attack, he neither seemed surprised nor uh, helping her uh, report to the police. And then he said that we all know that Jan- that Harvey Weinstein has problems and they all knew about it and dismissed it. Uh, two years later, James Dolan was working on the board of directors for the Weinstein company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, uh, yeah, basically he's being sold. They want a jury trial. Um, and then he says, James Dolan's lawyer says there's compelling, they had a friendship. And Adam Silver said, we'll stand by and wait to find out more information, which is Adam Silver's classic. Unless you have waved a gun on Instagram uh, that may or may not have been loaded, uh, Adam Silver is not going to get involved. Miles Bridges starting every night. Sean. Josh Giddy, innocent. Uh, Sean, um, remember earlier this season when James Dolan announced that he'd left all uh, NBA leadership positions? Yes. And was like, oh, the NBA doesn't care about me. Uh, Do you think maybe that has turned out to be related to this? I mean, there's just so many lawsuits. He's such a he's such a creep. But yeah, um. I don't know, like like the NBA just has no interest in actually punishing the owners because Adam Silver would be trying to punish his bosses. You can basically um, do anything as an NBA anyway, owner. Anyway, we should just say allegedly, 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 because he is he'll sue us. Uh, he um, did. He did actually get fined eleven point six million dollars once mm-hmm. that was in a court of law. So we yeah. can report that that he 
he's only given up uh he's only paid eight figure fines for his sexual misconduct before mm-hmm. so and the and the conduct of his team employees so let's wait for that trial adam um, silver wait and see anyway all of this uh, is alleged yeah. um but i will say uh believe uh believe women yeah and also you know what's not alleged that is music fucking sucks. Um, that's a yeah. stated fact in a court of law. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, and yeah, it's... we'll bring in any any court in the land <laughs> yeah. will agree with us on that one. Uh, Joey, I do think while he's still a weird, gross creep, and this is one of the one of the lowlights, I would say. Knicks fans at least can be content that James Dolan will be caught up in court more and more. And basically, uh, Leon Rose can continue ducking his phone calls, ignoring his email messages mm-hmm. and texts and uh, making James Dolan maybe sleep in the weird sphere with a robot. Uh, anyway, a unfortunately, allegedly, I, unfortunately, I should also announce we have to retire the sphere drop. Yep. And also... Well, it's evidence now, Joey. That's the problem. Probably the episodes where we make people listen to his music. Um, Maybe uh, we've lost a lot of drops, good drops this year because of uh, behavior. Um, The Josh Giddy investigation has concluded, and he won't be charged. uh, But Adam Silver's waiting and seeing. Yeah. all right. The uh, arm of NBA justice is long, but Sean, it points towards profits. you have to take your profits. dog to the groomer. I do, uh, I And do. we've got to so go. Uh, fuck James Dolan. Allegedly. Uh, not alleged. I mean, obviously. Not I mean, a big, not a fan. Um, personally, not a fan. Um, <laughs> that's our episode. Sean, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, if you're in Carmel, California on January 27th, you can see me performing with Kevin Nealon. Oh, so fun. Uh, and then my album is coming out on March 14th. Did I say 14th? It might be the 15th. I don't know. The press push starts in a few weeks. Uh, but that's that's what you want to see. Check um, that out. America's Uncle then... Dad. <laughs> and then as for me... You can always uh, follow me on. Well, first off, I actually do have a uh, something to plug. I was on the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast this week with Jimmy Pardo, River Butcher and the gang drafting our nominees and uh, one of my favorite things to do every year. I had a weird draft, going to be honest, but you'll have to listen to it to figure it out. Um. But you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz. We're on 6-30-2012. I tweeted, dreams after a a scorpion sting are crazy. Now I'm up and driving to the airport. Wow. (laughs) Um, His mom's not. She's going to be late picking him up for vacuuming. Um, Yeah. uh, Because she was vacuuming. Um... Oh, Sean, breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Chris Haynes says the Milwaukee Bucks are among multiple teams who are registering trade interest for Hawks star DeJounte Murray. 
Yeah. I wonder where he got that information. <laughs> who who could have told? Who does Chris Haynes know in the organization? Uh, Joey, I don't have a new song this week because uh, Mike Mascala promised that he would send me a freestyle. Unfortunately, uh, he sent me. He was supposed to send a response to that amazing rapper dissing him, but he actually just stood there holding the microphone silently and then uh, started taking steroids so he could be in Marvel movies. That was a weird, <laughs> weird choice. So um, could you play Quarantine the Straight Shot, Joey, that old one? Um, I could. I could also just play Mikey Jaws' uh, Mikey Jaws's, uh, last rap freestyle. Whatever you want, Joey. Yeah, I, I don't, don't want to... <laughs> Let's let's stay straight shot free for a while. <laughs> All right. Um. But yeah, where is that? Anyway, I'll find it. Uh, trust the process. Trust the process. Shut it down, and let's all just never think about that song "Bees" ever again. Call me Mike Jaws of the best kept secret. Coming from Atlanta where the hawks stay screeching. I got three goals and I ain't talking about a hat trick. One, win the championship. Two, make a smash it. Three, have a baby with my lady, then some grandkids. These other rappers shaky Charles backswing. Trying to find the recipe, I call them Plankton. The flow so appealing, best rapper in the league. Aw oh, man, what a feeling. Showing y'all I can spit. What up Shaq, Charles, Ernie, Kenny, the Jet Smith. 